Hi everyone, my name is Project Gill and welcome to the AWARE panel. As you don't know, the AWARE panel is going to talk about loads of issues that we face in today's society and things that our guest wants to bring up. And now, we turn into a podcast. If you didn't know before, we were running off Instagram lives every Thursday at 3pm. But now, we turned into a podcast. So, you can hear this every Thursdays and episodes will come out every Thursday at 3pm. So, stay tuned. Today, we have Genesis Amara's Kemp, who is a best-selling author and has released her own book called Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. She discusses challenges in the workplace, which can affect yourself and other people, and she only speaks up for not only minorities, but also anyone who has been slighted on in any way. She's such an inspirational person to work with, and thank you, Genesis, for coming onto the show to show how racial discrimination can happen in the workplace. Let's just get into the episode, guys. Hi everyone, welcome to the season two, fourth episode of the AWARE panel and today we have Genesis Amaris Kemp, who is a best-selling author who's written a book called The Chocolate Drop in Corporate America and she speaks about the challenges that individuals face in today's society within the workplace. So Genesis, do you want to introduce yourself in a bit more detail? Hello everyone, it's such a pleasure to be here today and a little bit more about my background is I'm an author I wrote my first book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, really to encourage, inspire, and motivate others to step outside of their comfort zone, not let limitations that other people place on you keep you in bondage, as well as to really share my personal story and testimony with others who may be going through something similar or a parallel that they can relate to. And I also want to let people know, even though the title says Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, and some may consider it controversy or etc. But if you look at the book image, I really do promote inclusion and diversity as well as equality, because I have people of all ethnicities and all working working fields to showcase that these issues that are systemic don't just happen in corporate America. They can happen in the medical industry. They can happen in finance. They can happen all over. And it doesn't just happen in America. It happens worldwide. So we have to stop allowing people to determine our success and where we can and cannot go. And then um, along with my journey, not only am I an author, but I also still do work full time for a company. And it has it has been challenging, but I feel like now that my book is out, it gives me the opportunity to relate and interact with other people and hear their stories. And then I try to tell them, hey, if you're if you're telling me your story, why can't you tell your story to the world? Why do you allow fear to grip you? And then. I'm just a free-spirited, bubbly person. Person, I love interacting with people. I love promoting self-development, growth, and just really being a voice for people who feel like they don't have a voice. That's really inspirational, actually, because you're you are the kind of person that fits into that stereotype sometimes, and people don't think that. And 
with your book, I've read like I read like a couple of bits and bobs, and even hearing some podcasters about it, and it's really inspirational actually. Like how you say that like you have faced discrimination in the past, and so my questions do reflect that. So my first question is actually, how come you decided to call your book "Chocolate Drop of in Corporate America Bump It to Palace"? <laughs> so I considered myself, you know, the chocolate drop. There's been a lot of times where I've been working on teams. Where I've been the only black or the only African American, and despite me me looking the way I look, like my parents are, you know, immigrants. They came over to this country for a better life. They did it legit, um, the legit way, and etc. And just being from a back like a Caribbean background and a uh, mixed with South American background, it it is hard in a sense. But I feel like you shouldn't allow that to deter you. So whenever I was writing down, you know, names for the book, I wanted something catchy, but I wanted something that, you know, resemble and symbolized me. That's really inspirational because you're saying that because you know how some people just say black, like it sounds very like offensive to you guys. And I love how you use chocolate because chocolate is like kind of dark. But you're not saying that it's not black, essentially. You're just darker than anyone else. And so I think, is that the inspiration behind it? (laughs) Yes, because at the end of the day, no matter if you're a chocolate drop, a vanilla drop, caramel, or whatever, or however you want to identify with yourself, you could put a fun spin on it without having the negative connotations behind it and at the end of the day I think that no ma- no matter the c- what color you are we all bleed red if you cut us so I don't know why people are so stuck on labels and segregating people by um the color of their skin and etc when at the end of the day we all have similar DNA makeups we all have a have a heart we all have a org we all have multiple organs that are the same and we all bleed red so it's just it's just a different way of looking at it is how how I would like to articulate it and I hope that answers your question yeah it kind of does in that sense like it's crazy how like sometimes you just like you go into a workplace but then you get discriminated by other people like it's I face the same thing because I'm a brown person like let's just be real right here I'm a person of color as well People think that we're like the smartest people in the world and we can do anything, but there are some people who think that we are creeps or psychos. And that is just not true sometimes. Like, honestly, it's just not true. And people just do perceive it that way. So it's just kind of like that in that sense. So, yeah, so my second question is, do you think that people in the workplace are being stereotyped today into society, not just about their skin colour, but any other social group out there? I would agree. And you definitely have to break down those barriers. I do believe that. And the reason why I think that is because there are other groups that do face some form of discrimination, such as the LGBTQ. They have a group for them. There's also Asians that face a certain amount of discrimination, especially now with today's society and the whole coronavirus. I noticed the way that they started to treat people who are of Asian descent wasn't accurate or correct because a lot of people were wanting to say that the virus came from China and etc. But do we have the actual proof that that's where it came from? So I would see that 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 is a form of discrimination 
African-Americans have been facing discrimination for a long time. And what really helped, uh, well, not really helped, but what really jump-started a movement here in the States was whenever we saw George Floyd get killed on national TV. I think that really heightened the sense of things. There's also Hispanics as well as Latinos that face a form of segregation because people have their stereotypes around them thinking that all they want to do is cut grass or whatever the case may be. And that is not necessarily true. There's a lot of minorities that come over to America as well that as well as that live all over the world, that aren't those stereotypical individuals, but because society perceives a certain group in a certain way, people like to run with that versus really getting to know a person for who they are. That is literally so true. As you said about the George Floyd like movement that started the black, like reunited the Black Lives Matter movement. Like it's been going on for centuries. I did had an episode with someone who was talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. He was talking about how like it's been going on for so many centuries, like since like Martin Luther King Jr. and like since then people have been protesting for their lives and I was saying to him why all these issues are coming in the middle of a global pandemic like people have more time to express the issues why can't is it like people like if that happened outside of a pandemic no one would have cared as much as if we were in a global pandemic in that sense you also have like social groups you have like the lgbtq community like they get discriminated on a daily basis I have some friends who are gay who are lesbian who are trans and they feel discriminated every single day just because of their sexuality for example like it's just not right and even with like gender as well like like women women are just like getting so underrated especially in the workplace you do get like reports of sexual assault or rape or it's just really scary like I don't understand why society perceives like one social group over another it should be equal from the beginning and I don't know why is that the case exactly and another thing that I would echo there is there is a big gender gap as well as a pay gap between a male and a female females who do the same same exact role as a male get significantly lower pay in comparison. Then there's ageism. Once you get a certain age, people don't want to hire you because they feel like you're going to have more comorbidities and you're a risk to the company. What, what gives you the opportunity to make that judgment? Because every single person is different and you cannot generalize one person for an entire group because there's good and bad in all races there's good and bad in the workforce as well as etc so I think sometimes we have to take a step back take the blinders off and really educate ourselves on certain topics and how to approach certain situations because if we don't we're doing ourselves and society a disjustice that is so true like I completely agree with you right there like honestly it's just a case of people just need to step up like obviously I'm I'm not into the business world yet but I do run my own company and that's one thing as like people would know and with that I want to be able to equalize men and women as the same like I don't understand why many corporate organizations don't do the same thing like they can't see like how for example you have 
like men over women like they're getting paid more for the same job as a woman would do and especially with maternity leave as well because if you see companies do not want to hire heavily pregnant women just because they know that it's going to go into labor very soon and they will have to pay for maternity pay that's i've seen that i've seen the stats around that and it's not good because many pregnant women or mothers are not able to get job yes and it's really it's really sad because here's a mother who's carrying a life and you never know what that child is going to grow up and be but you're not willing to take a chance to give her the opportunity that she deserves and it's very commendable for a woman who is you know, far along in her pregnancy to want to work that shows her diligence and her dedication. Because when you're pregnant, there's so many emotions that go along. There's so many different changes with your body and etc. But here this woman is trying to secure a financial future and opportunities to provide not only for herself, but her family. And you have people who can't see past her physical her physical nature and how far along she's with her pregnancy. So versus even giving her a chance, they just shut her down. And that's not right. That's seriously not right because I do a business management degree. So we did human resources management and we saw like examples of women being discriminated, even people of color as well. Like obviously as we're going to speak um, a bit more about your own personal experience. So that leads me on to, how what kind of stereotypes or discrimination did you feel or do you want to say more about your personal experience sure so i started with a particular company in around 2013 time frame i started with that company as an administrative assistant and i took the job because i thought it was my way to get my foot in the door with the company and knowing that i had other previous experience that would correlate with this with this role but whenever I got inside the company once I accepted the job it wasn't like they made it seem and mind you I had three other job offers and the one that I accepted was the lowest paying one but I did it because the, na- the name and the backing behind that behind that company but once you once you're on the outside looking and things look magnificent but once you're in the inside you really have to fight for yourself and advocate, especially coming in as an administrative assistant, you really don't have a determined career path because they they always like to say once an admin, always an admin. But why is that? Do you not feel like the people that you hire as administrative assistants don't have the capability to expand and grow with a company? And my whole thing is, if you hire someone for a company, you should want to develop that individual and not keep them in a position because in reality who wants to stay in a position for 5 10 20 years unless you're absolutely passionate about it but if you have vocalized that hey I see myself doing x y and z this is why I see myself doing x y and z and here's the experience and the knowledge that I have to back it up then you should give that person a chance why does it have to take jumping through hoops constantly proving yourself you know beating empty barrels and etc to get to where you want to go and it was in those seasons of being an administrative assistant for four and a half years that I realized like hey this is not going to be my final destination at the time I did enjoy what I was doing but I felt like I was called to more if that makes sense so it took me (laughs) so it took me going to school 
at night. So I have a bachelor's of science degree in supply chain and logistics technology with double minors, one in purchasing and one in organizational leadership and supervision. However, when I had that degree, I was a psychology major and one of my one of my managers pretty much asked me, "Hey, what do you plan on doing with a psychology degree at this company?" And my whole plan before I got involved in my current industry was to go to medical school, but it was hard because I knew my fi- my parents did not have the financial resources to pay for all of my tuition. So that would require me to work and pay part of my way through school. So it it was very hard, but I didn't let certain obstacles, trials, and tribulations stop me from where I wanted to go. So I had to make sacrifices. And that's some of those sacrifices were, you know, working throughout the day, taking classes at night, saving saving money, paying my way to school, and, you know, just putting up with situations that weren't really conducive, but I did it because I had an end goal in mind. Oh my god, that's such an inspirational story, like honestly. I love how you went from being like so discriminated in like an, an, a company and then for you to like originally want to do medicine, like it's just really inspirational to see that for sure, like I really admire you for that. Thank you so much. And I just tell people, you just never know how your story ends. And even though you may think that you want to be something right now and your course gets derailed, that doesn't mean that you can't come back to your original point because life is a journey. It's a marathon and not a sprint. And sometimes we have to go through the zigzags to learn and grow in order to figure out what our strengths are, um, what we're passionate about, because our passion is going to fuel our purpose and our purpose is going to help us walk out our destiny assignment and calling that we have in life. Because each one of us is created for a unique purpose. And once we tap into Um, what we were created for, I feel like we would definitely be a viable asset in society. But we have to start to see ourselves in a different light. Because if I were to allow what the company said about me for those four and a half years, I would probably still be in, in an administrative assistant position. But I saw myself bigger and in a better light. And I knew there was a purpose. So I advocated for myself and once I graduated with my four-year degree, I went on to, you know, my new managers and said, this is the degree that I have. This is the work experience that I have. And I would like to be considered for a professional role. After all, especially if a company does help you pay for some of your tuition partially, they're investing in you. So you will ultimately think that that company would want to get a return on their investment, right? That's right. Yeah. But it wasn't seen that way. And I'm like, why would you pay for someone's education if you don't want to move them, move them into a professional role? That's almost like, hey, I'm footing the bill, but I don't want you to excel. It didn't make sense. And I was like, is it me or is it the way the company is? Right. And I would say that, you know, the company does have great attributes, but like everything, Nothing is perfect in life. And sometimes when you when you see things that aren't right, you shouldn't just remain quiet. You should speak up about it and say, this is why I don't agree with this. Because if not, you're going to be miserable and you're never going to reach your full potential. That is literally so true. Like, people don't understand how, like, sometimes you just need to, like, push forward and be resilient. 
despite you going through like all these tough challenges and people just don't really see that these days like it's just crazy so yeah so my next question is how come you in your book have you decided to focus on the workplace in Pacific so the workplace is really where I endured a lot and I felt like writing this book is it helped me be passionate about the topic that I was writing because I endured a lot of this in the workplace versus out in society. I I never really saw discrimination and faced it until I got to this particular company because coming from a background that is culturally diverse and a foreign background, you don't see things certain ways that Americans see things because you, you've you traveled worldwide, you've interacted with other cultures and other backgrounds, so you don't begin to think small-minded. Not that I'm saying that all Americans are small-minded, but I feel like when you're not exposed to certain environments or elements, your vision is skewed. So writing about the workplace was something that I was passionate about, that I felt like a lot of people can relate to certain things that happen in the workforce. And by me articulating that with my personal experience, I feel like it would grasp the attentions of others. And it was so ironic how after my book came out, this whole Black Lives Matter movement jumped jumped off and a lot of people were saying, hey, did you purposely put your book out in time for this Black Lives Matter movement? I said, no, but it's a coincidence how the book came out and then the whole Black Lives Matter movement came out because then you could kind of see, okay, here's a woman in a corporate in a corporate setting that's facing discrimination. Here's a guy in societal norms that's facing discrimination and you could see the two parallel in a sense. Literally, like that's just inspirational honestly like I love how you just took from your own personal experience of being discriminated in the workplace and writing it down like I heard from another podcast that you were free you were first putting like you were writing notes on in your notes app and it suddenly turned into a book yeah I, I, I listened to the podcast and I was like how like how could anyone just write a book from the notes app like honestly oh my gosh I could elaborate on that. So when I when I started this book, like it was one day out of frustration. And I kid you not, it was after my performance review. My supervisor at the time said something to me that just didn't really sit right with my spirit because I didn't agree with what she said because she was saying, oh, you're not going to be promoted or you're not due for a raise or any just stuff like that. It just seemed so negative. And I was like, are you serious? Like, I have been working in this role for X amount of time. Like, you know, I manage internal as well as external relationships. My peer review was really good. So after that day, I internalized my anger for a little bit and my frustration. But then I just pulled out the notes app on my phone and I literally wrote down chocolate drop in corporate America. And I wrote like maybe five sentences and then I left it alone and it wasn't until I went to a woman's group called the league where I met another author and she was just kind of telling me about her story or whatnot and I was like oh wow this is like a breath of fresh air and so some months had passed by and I really didn't think nothing of it and then something inside of me just raised up and I was like hey would you like to meet me at Starbucks so I could talk to you about some things because I'm really intrigued with your background So we met at Starbucks or whatnot, and I shared with her some of my writings because I love to write, and 
it's very creative as well as it's freeing because it's also a stress relief too. And so I shared some of my pieces with her and she's like, oh, this is really good. Have you ever thought about writing a book? And I'm like, no. I was like, this is just, you know, my way to mentally escape the thoughts that are in my head and get them out on paper. And it makes me feel, it makes me feel good. And it's also like, you know, just kind of soothing, almost like, like I'll use this scenario. So almost like a person who smokes cigarettes, they smoke cigarettes because it's a way of stress relief. A person who does yoga, you know, they're doing yoga to release stress as well as promote mental health and physical health, etc. So for a person who's a writer, they write because it gets them out of their head onto paper. So at the end of the conversation, she's like, hey, I, here's a competition. I think you should enter it. And whenever she gave me the information, I looked at it and the date that the com- the date that the competition ended was that same exact date that I met her at 11.59. And I'm like, what am I going to enter for this writing comp- um, competition? Because I had numerous pieces, right? So I entered my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. Well, my few paragraphs because it wasn't a book yet. Then fast forwarding, like two months went by and I get a call from the publisher. She's like, hey, I just want to let you know that you won the competition. You won first place. This is what's going to happen. And at that time, I'm like, oh, I don't actually have a book. (laughs) So, So I kid you not, I had no laptop or anything. So I wrote my entire book on my notes app and I transferred it from the notes app to the mobile application for Word. Then fast forwarding, I told my husband, hey, the publisher says I need to get a laptop. So my husband invested and bought me a laptop. And then I transferred all my information from my phone to a laptop. And I actually wrote my book in two months. So I would work during the day. And at night, I would come home and write my book. And it was like clockwork. Every day I would do that. Because I was like, I am not going to let some something or someone distract me from the vision that I have and what needs to be out there. Wow, that's a crazy story. Oh my God. I love how much sacrifice you made just to write like an amazing book. Like, I, you're just inspirational. Like, honestly, I'm just like, here. <laughs> I'm only 19 and I'm listening to you just like learning. I'm learning every single day. It's just amazing. So yeah, we're just going to wrap this up. So... I've got two more questions. So how do you think the younger generation is going to make change within the workplace in terms of discrimination and the challenges they face? So the younger generation is definitely bolder. They don't take no for an answer and they are very vocal about what they want and they actually take action because I feel like my parents' generation Whenever people told them certain things, the baby boomers are like, oh, well, I can't go against the grain or you respect authority and et cetera. There is a way that you can respect authority and those who are over you without compromising your morals and values or settling for less. And I feel like millennials, because I I think I would consider myself still a millennial. (laughs) We're definitely, we definitely don't settle. We definitely like, you know, we do challenge authority respectfully, meaning like if someone told were to tell you or I, hey, this is what it is. We're going to question, okay, why do you feel that way? Or can you share with me some examples or et cetera? Whereas people before us, they just said, okay, I'm just going to do it because this is what I was told to do. But I think that we all have a choice to ask why 
and how and just see the bigger picture versus just being narrow. So I would definitely think that the next generation is going to definitely make moves because we've already seen like it with the whole LGBTQ. We've seen how younger people are being more vocal about it, pride parades and etc. With the African American people, we see a lot of young young um, people leading the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And you, you definitely see a lot of younger people shaking things up. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I've got one more question just to ask, just to wrap things up. So what advice would you give to others who may feel discrimination in their own workplace? So the advice I would give to people who may feel discriminated in the workforce are my three R's refuel, refocus, and realign, meaning refuel what your ultimate goal is and do that internally. Refocus where you want to go and channel your energy in a positive way and know that even though you may be in a discrimination right now and facing it, that doesn't mean that you have to continue to accept it and take that discrimination because you have gifts, talents, that you can ignite that will help put put you further along in life. But you just have to start seeing yourself where you want to go. And then realign. Sometimes we have to realign our goals and our visions to suit ourselves and not necessarily the company. Because another thing I would encourage people is not to put all your eggs in one basket because you may be so busy building up someone else's company and brand that you fail to build yourself up and your own brand and you get further behind. And the reason why I say that is because in this pandemic, I have seen and heard so many people lose their jobs because the company eliminates their position or due to the pandemic, things aren't doing so good, but they don't have a backup plan. So they just fall flat on their face or bottom and, you know, they start to get depressed because they're like, hey, I worked for this company for X amount of years and look, this is what happened to me. And that happens because you give the company so much power and authority to dictate your future that you never think to secure something else on the side. Amazing. Great advice. Like, honestly, I would say the same thing. Just don't give up. Just like ignore people because sometimes people think, um, like it's just like oh yeah I'm like I'm saying this and this but then really they're really jealous of you so that's my ethos like people will think certain things but they're only jealous of you they're more inspired than you than you think so yeah so thank you Genesis for coming on like it's been such an amazing talk like you're such an inspirational person and I like yeah and yeah so guys uh, do you want to promote your book by any chance sure thank you so much so the name of my book once again is called chocolate drop in corporate america from the pit to the palace by genesis amaris kemp the book can be purchased on amazon for 13 dollars us as well as a kindle version for two dollars and 99 cents and if you wouldn't mind i just want to read the dedication section just really quickly just so it could just sum up what we talked about so to vanessa my spiritual angel my ride or die my bestie my little sister even though you aren't physically here i know you're smiling down from heaven your legacy and impact will always live on this is for you and future generations to come So that part is dedicated to my little sister who passed away in 2015. But I also wanted to put that in there because she passed away from lupus. So I'm definitely an advocate for lupus. 
the next part, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America is also dedicated to every admin who was told they would never get out of the box. The one that the corporation places around you because they don't recognize your value and can't see past general administrative tasks. Admins, you are more than just an admin. Use your current situation to catapult you to your rightful platform. To every minority who has struggled to find their rightful place in corporate America, as well as any industry, I dedicate this book to you as well. You are the ones who had to constantly fight for a seat at the table, work twice as hard even to be seen and noticed, and feel invaluable as if you are just a number to the corporation. Eventually, you find that one divine connection who can see your worth. Only then do you get a breakthrough. To every business professional in all walks of life, you are not forgotten. Everyone has faced and endured various trials and tribulations that can be spoken about, some of which were unfair, while others you turned from a negative into a positive. You have been emboldened to launch out deep and walk into your destiny, purpose, and calling. To those who are willing to take off the blinders, do some self-reflection, and work on creating lasting change in the workforce. Know that if we do not speak up, stand up, call out unconscious biases, and work on changing the mindset of those ignorant individuals, then we are only regressing instead of moving forward in society. Let's all come together and work collaboratively to make lasting impacts. Lastly, I dedicate this book to everyone who has a dream, not to let people or things keep you in bondage. Follow your heart, share your story, travel, and be the best version of yourself. Someone needs you to pass the baton, be their voice, narrate their story, or partner with them to create a revolution of opportunities. So as you can see, this book is very versatile. Not only does it have a cause behind it, but I also um, give gratitude to where I came from. So even though I started as an admin, you you never forget where you came from because that's a part of your story. I also dedicated it to every minority, whether black, brown, blue, whatever, however you identify, you have a voice and you're created for a purpose. I also call out all business professionals because like I said, this book is for inclusion, diversity, and equality, and to let everyone know that there is something powerful inside of you, but you just have to ignite it and tap into it. I also want to you know, promote this book to the allies because in order for you to understand a situation, you have to be willing to educate yourself on certain topics and be knowledgeable so you could understand how other people think as well as how you can help that person. Because if we partner our assets with one another, we're going to create a revolution of change. And then I also wanted to let people know, follow your dreams. Don't ever let someone or something talk you out of your dreams and keep you in a place where you're so closed off that you lose your self-identity and your self-worth. Great. I love that. I love that um, dedication as well to your sister as well. So thank. So yeah, thank you so much once again for coming on. And yeah, guys, so make sure you listen to this episode 
if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but also listen to the other episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us a review as well and tell us what we need to improve. And yeah, I just love to hear feedback. So see you guys later. Bye. Thank you everyone for watching today's episode. If you liked it, put a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you subscribe and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear feedback from you, so make sure you do that. Also, spread the word about the Aware panel because this is such a platform where people could just talk about anything and we would encourage everyone who listens to this podcast to be listening to us. See you guys later. Bye.